Hey there, everybody. This is Zach, and you're listening to the Dino Developer Show. With JavaScript and TypeScript, you can write server-side code, and on this show, I talk about utilizing your JavaScript and or TypeScript skills so you can do backend development in the runtime Dino. On this week's episode, I'll be covering one of Dino's main focuses, which is permissions and security. What does this mean for you as a developer, your users, and how do you work with these permissions? If you've been paying attention to the news over the past, well, years, you'd know that security is becoming more and more of an issue. I remember back to when Sony had their their issue, their breach, and there was a couple other companies, um, and it's just becoming more and more of an occurrence as the years progress. So security is a pretty important topic nowadays. Now, where does that leave us as JavaScript and TypeScript developers? Well, obviously what we've had in the past is Node, which is a great runtime. I mean, a lot of companies do utilize it quite a bit. Um, However, there are, you know, some cons to it. Now, I'm not going to try to bash Node, but as I said, there are uh, some issues around it specifically, you know, it's been mentioned in the past. It does have some issues with security. Uh, some of those issues are around injections, cross site forgery requests, data leaks, and more. However, the one I think is the main thing to note here is probably around NPM and you can easily have many, many many dependencies for a single project. The problem with this is that you don't always know where the code is coming from. Someone could have written something that had something in the code um, that does something malicious. You could go through each dependency, you know. However, this is not really realistic to comb through every single line in each dependency that you're bringing into your project. I mean, that's a lot of code. I mean, people have suggested, yes, look at your dependencies, make sure you trust it, et cetera. Very true. You should be doing that. Um, Not blindly trying to bring in any dependency that works, right? Or just is appealing to you. Um, You should have some level of skepticism to each one that you bring in. Um, Now, in all fairness, some have mentioned this is not really an issue specific to Node.js itself, but rather something more around that it's potentially coming from um, in or working with uh, open source software. The other thing to note is that Node does allow access to everything right out of the gate. Now, what do I mean by that? If you download Node to your local machine and let's say you do an NPM install on a particular package, okay? And let's say that, as I mentioned before, maybe that package has some malicious code on it. Well, that's going directly to your local machine. So if that malicious code wants to read or write something to your file system, guess what? 
it can do it. You didn't grant it access to it, really. I mean, you did by installing it, but past that, I mean, it can do what it wants for the most part. Now imagine you've deployed this thing out into the world. You've done something amazing. However, you still have that one dependency that uh, has some potentially malicious code on it. Well, now that thing is going and doing that stuff potentially to your users. That doesn't really help your company's reputation. Now, there is also the aspect of, and I wanted to bring this up as well, that you know, you bring in, let's say, um, what's a popular package to bring in? Ooh, okay. Let's say you want to install Mocha for testing. Well, the I is right next to the O on your keyboard. And let's say a hacker is hoping that you do a typo and type I instead of the O. Well, now you've just given, if you make a typo and you do npm install Mitcha instead of Mocha, well, you just gave them an opportunity to install something on your local machine very easily. That's something very easy to look over. And you as a developer, I mean, it's totally understandable to just be like, oh, I did a typo, no big deal, and just try to move on. That obviously can be a very easy oversight on the developer's part, and it's super unfortunate. So let's switch gears with Dino. If you have your Dino application, this thing is secure by default. This means that you, as a developer, if you want to access the network, read some file, write some file, do something basic, or do anything basically uh, that requires access to something else, you have to explicitly grant these permissions for the runtime to do that thing that you want it to do. Now, I know for some people this might sound potentially a little bit annoying. Um, it might be, but in all in all, it's actually for uh, it's for the better. So what happens if let's say that you want to read some file but you have not given it the runtime access to that file yet. Well, then an error is going to be thrown as soon as uh, that piece of the code is read. Now, the nice side of it is that the message you receive at least is informative enough to say what it was attempted and the permission you will most likely need to give to run. So less uh there's a less of a need to jump back and forth between your IDE and the Dino docs. Now, I think it's it's pretty self-explanatory, but just in case, this is nice because you become much more aware of what is accessed and obviously what is not because well, if you didn't tell it it could do something, it won't do that thing, right? So if you didn't tell it it could read anything, uh, that it's looking for or that uh, in the file system, then it's not going to read anything from the file system, which is uh, very, very nice. How do you actually do this? Well, as mentioned in past episodes, these, these permissions are done with flags and it kind of follows a pattern or it does follow a pattern of you type 
dash dash allow dash and then that thing. So we've been using read as an example. You would say dash dash allow dash read and within the run command. Let's say you're on your local environment. So Dino run dash dash allow dash read and then app.js or ts. I'm sure the next question that you probably have, or at least I did, was what if I only wanted to read or write or, you know, have access to something very, very specific and everything else access is denied, right? So let's say I only want the runtime to have access to this very specific directory or this very specific file. Well, you're in luck. This is possible. Just to say, this is where that run that run script does potentially get kind of long. <laughs> I mean, if you have multiple files, then you know obviously you're going to be having a long, long run script. But you would do something like dash dash allow dash read then equal sign, and then within quotes, you would put that directory or file or, yeah, fairly simple. If you had, like, if you had multiple directories or files, then all you would do is uh, separate them with a comma. Again, pretty simple. It's, It's not very difficult at all. And all in all, this, I mean, it does maybe seem a little bit annoying to use these type of flag type things. However, all in all, it is driving Dino in a better direction than Node was with security, uh, especially in now and again, today's day and age. This is, this is great to help the developer through the issue of security. And that concludes this episode for the Dino Developer Show. Uh, just to say, I've already been getting, been getting more downloads than I expected for the early days of this show, which is really awesome. And I really appreciate those listening in. This is super encouraging for me and truly thank you. Like, thank you very much for tuning in. In the near future, I plan to have a way for people to send in episode topic requests. So there's that if you're interested in something like that and you want to hear something else um, around Dino. If you haven't already, you should follow on your favorite platform. Right now, the show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All right. So music is done by audionautics.com. My name is Zach, and I will catch you next time.